Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So now Paul moves us in this letter to Titus, away from how to behave as an older man or an older woman or a younger man or a slave, reminding people that we have to be subject to rulers and authorities. Very practical, this book, isn't it, Colin? Well, we need to remember that Paul is mentoring a young man. He's teaching him how to be a good leader in the church, not only what he is to do himself, but what he is to teach others. And so here again, he says, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient and to be ready to do whatever is good. Now, this, for some people, is a bit of a contentious verse. There are other verses which say similar things in the New Testament. Uh, In what way are we to be subject to rulers and authorities? Well, first of all, I think what Paul is saying is Christians should be good citizens. That's the first thing. They don't have a sort of rebellious lifestyle, uh, but they are good citizens, and therefore they are obedient to the law of the land. So it's good that Christians don't go racing around the roads and getting lots of tickets and things like that because in observing the law of the land, we're observing the authority under which we have been placed by God. Uh, That's how the scripture um, reveals this, that it's actually God's authority, not just the civil government that we're going against. We should respect authority because God respects authority because he is the ultimate authority. So we should be good citizens. We should pay our taxes and not avoid our taxes. We should give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. We should seek to fulfill the rule of law that exists in the land where we live. So we should be obedient to the law and ready to do whatever is good for the welfare of the people of the nation in which we live. To slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility toward all men, not just towards the church, towards other believers, but towards all men. Paul is talking here about our witness in society. Now, the thing that causes some people problems is, well, how does this relate in a nation where there is some kind of dictator or despot or you have a rule of law in that nation which is just totally and utterly ungodly? Now, it's it's difficult because these situations can be so dif- different. But let, let's just try to lay a few principles. What does it mean to be a Christian uh, when you're only a small minority in a nation? Now, that exists in, in many nations today. And, of course, it was the case during Bible times. Numerically, the Christians were much smaller uh, than people that pursued other religions or were only a tiny a fraction of the total population. So it means that you have to understand the the rule of law that exists in that nation and live accordingly. You don't try to set up your own separate state or anything like that. Uh, You are there to be a witness in that society and to that society. Now, 
if we go a step further and say, well, what happens if it is a despotic regime? Well, uh, let's take an obvious example. It is known that in some countries of the world, such as parts of China, there is a lot of persecution of the church. Uh, Christians are regularly imprisoned and um, some even tortured but, uh, and, and maybe martyred. Um, but um, we find that the church thrives and prospers because outwardly people live as good citizens still, but uh, they continue to be true and faithful to the Lord even if that involves having to um, form an underground church. And uh, there are always ways in which you find how to express the life of the kingdom, how to extend that kingdom, even if the regime in which you live is opposed to the kingdom. Now, that's, that's when the Christian has to almost wear two hats. He has to, uh, uh, to be a good citizen on the one hand, but not to be disloyal and untrue to God and to his word on the other hand. And we see how this conflict is resolved when um, some of the apostles were pulled before the council, uh, before the local um, council uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, that their attitude always was, well, uh, you know, we want to respect you and we want to respect your leadership uh, at the civil level unless you tell us to do anything that is contradictory to the word of God. At that point, you have to decide for yourself, is it right for us to obey God or to obey man? So uh, it isn't that we are to be, have rebellious attitudes against government, but when government goes against the word of God, we have the clear duty and responsibility to hold fast to what God is telling us to do. Now, Paul could have written different words. He could have said, encourage the people to get involved in local politics and in national politics to change society. But he didn't. So do you therefore think, reading between the lines, that Paul is steering people away from actually becoming involved in leading nations and and countries and, and towns, etc.? That's a very interesting question because it's clear from the Gospels that Jesus was completely non-political. Mm. Uh, he just didn't take that route at all. And neither did he seem to encourage the disciples. And neither does the early church seem to take that route of becoming political. They used the political situation that in which they were placed, like Paul deciding to go to Rome, for example, and becoming a witness in Rome, even, even to the Praetorian Guard, uh, during his imprisonment. Um, and again, when Paul stood before uh, Felix and the others that um, when, when he was standing trial, he saw that this was his opportunity of being a witness uh, in, in those circumstances. So um, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, you would hear a lot of people say today that uh, Christians are needed in politics, and I, I believe that's true. We pray for godly government, so we need to get involved in government and to be to see Christians in in places of influence. Uh, and I believe that's true not only in government, but in the business world, in 
in in the workplace everywhere christians are uh, to to seek positions of influence so that they can influence others for good but having said that i think we must understand that the kingdom of god does not depend upon that or or depend upon christians taking that route the kingdom of god will never be established politically like that you see this is why the Jewish leaders rejected Jesus because he didn't come as a political messiah. And what they were wanting was a political messiah. They, they weren't wanting a suffering servant who hung on a cross. They were wanting someone who would kick out the, um, the Romans and really establish the sovereign state of Israel in the way in which uh, they wanted it established. So, um, you know, we, we have to understand that the kingdom of God will not be extended through through government or through Christians uh, becoming members of government. Uh, no, it, it will only be it will only be extended through the gospel, through men and women turning to Jesus Christ with repentance and faith. So the more people that are in the kingdom of God, the better society will be. Absolutely. That's that's the route that Jesus took. That's the route that Paul and the other apostles take. So then he goes on, at one time we too were foolish. He's very self-effacing, Paul, isn't he? And he he contrasts, you see, what life was like before people knew the Lord and what it was like since they knew the Lord. And sometimes, you know, I, I think it's a good thing to do that. I say to people sometimes, especially, you know, if they tend to be a little judgmental of those who don't know, I say, well, just remember, it's not that long ago when you belong to the world and not to the kingdom. Uh, and I say, just remember what you felt like and how you thought before you became a believer. And then you can understand where people are coming from. Uh, Christians can get so locked into their own way of thinking and their own um, sort of lifestyle that they forget what the world is like. Uh, you know what in the way in which people feel and think and the attitudes that they have from the inside as opposed to just looking from the outside and being critical and judgmental so Paul he often says things like this doesn't he like we were foolish disobedient deceived enslaved by all kinds of passions and desires we lived in malice and envy being hated and hating one another but and this is the great but you see but life is different now because the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared and he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy and this is what Paul is so aware of the tremendous grace of God and the mercy of God it's through that grace and mercy that people's lives can be transformed from those that were enslaved uh, by passions and pleasures and disobedient, deceived, foolishness, malice and envy, hatred, and, and transformed into the people that love God, love one another, love the, the lost, even love their enemies, and are real witnesses for the life of God's kingdom, those whom God can use to draw people into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, into the place where they know they are accepted, loved, and appreciated by God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 